You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Amy Shojai. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai, and today we're covering, or rather, uncovering, pet potty stains. That brings me to my rant of the week. This time of year, with all the adorable kittens and puppies coming into new homes, house training and the inevitable messes come to mind and nose. Let's face it, folks. Puddles and plops are part of the territory, especially when it comes to a clueless youngster. Older pets may have their fair share of accidents or even on purposes somewhere in your house. Cleaning to your standards may not be enough because the pet's nose knows where he went and loves to return to the scene of the crime to re-baptize that spot. So, we're turning to an expert for the real down and dirty. Dusty Rainbolt is a cat expert, freelance writer, and author of several books, including Kittens for Dummies and Cat Wrangling. With her herd of furry product testers, she writes reviews of pet products for Catnip Magazine. We'll get all the poop on getting out the poop right after these messages from our sponsor. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally. And who's this traveling with us today? This is Bailey. She's never flown Midwest Airlines before. Hi, Bailey. (coughs) She'll be fine. We take special care of our traveling pets. In fact, our premier pet program was created by an employee and dog lover who believes that pets should be handled as precious cargo. And they are. Oh, and they earn travel rewards, too. Oh, good. Thanks for flying Midwest Airlines, Bailey. Enjoy your flight. Visit MidwestAirlines.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly Magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, 
Fido Friendlies, the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. Welcome back to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm talking with my friend and colleague, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome to the show, Dusty. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I'm delighted to be here. Well, before we, we get down into the um, <clears throat> ahem detrimus, uh, tell us a little about yourself. What what cats and dogs do you have? What pets uh, make up Dusty's household? Well, I am bipetual. I love both cats and dogs, but right now I only have cats. And uh, we have six kitty cats plus a revolving door of foster kittens that uh, come in and then leave uh, to their forever home. And uh, that's what we have. Wow, well you must you must deal with a, a lot of um end products, so to speak. <laughs> oh yes, litter boxes are my life and so is <laughs> cleanup. So uh it's not so bad. I mean we do it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the alternative would not be real healthy. So um l- let's uh, first of all why do, it, it it is a natural thing for pets to have to go to the bathroom. So, why do pets have accidents? I mean, um, we we know when it's a puppy or a kitten, you, you have to you have to train them properly. But why do the adults have accidents? Well, there there are two reasons. One, uh, you nailed it on the head a little while ago on purposes, but we'll we'll cover that in a minute. The most common reason for a cat having uh, an accident or going outside the litter box is um, uh, illness. So if you have a kitty that's going outside the box, or even a puppy, a dog that's been uh, healthy. Going in the house instead of where you're supposed to. Uh, If they're uh, going in the house, then uh, take them to the vet. Check them, make sure there's not a problem. Now with cats, if uh, they suddenly start going outside the box and they've been the vet has termed them healthy, then uh, there are a number of things that can be causing that. First of all, uh, the type of litter that you use. Cats do not like scented litter, so uh, and you may not be cleaning the box enough, or you may not be cleaning it right, or you may not have changed the uh, litter in a month. So cats are very sensitive to odor. So uh, if your cat is going outside the box and he is healthy, then switch to an unscented litter that is a very fine texture, and a lot of times that will take care of the problem. Okay, and I know also cats are creatures of habit, so if you have a litter product that, that they really like and you switch to whatever's on sale, that may put their tail in a twist as well. Absolutely. Now, cats are very sensitive to both odor and texture, and uh, one of the most common reasons that they go outside the box is because of scented litter. So um, I don't use any scented litter whatsoever. Also, uh, as I said, texture is important. So if you use uh, pellets, those are very uncomfortable. Uh, when I choose a litter, 
I always uh, test it with my forearm. And if it's uncomfortable against my forearm, then I know it's going to be uncomfortable against their paws. Oh, what a great idea. Well, I know that... um you know, dogs, we have the same problem with dogs as well, um, just suddenly deciding, hey, you know, it's raining outside. I don't want to get wet, so let's go onto the potted palm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, we all have our needs, and we don't want to get wet when we go to the potty. So, With dogs, one of the, one of the problems that we see in, in uh, training dogs is people get so upset and bent out of shape that... Here the dog has, has gone, uh, gone under the piano bench that they throw a fit and, and to the point where the dog suddenly realizes, hey, you know, mom gets upset when I do my thing, so I'm going to hide it better. Because, you know, they right. really can't stop doing what they're doing. So it's, isn't it um, probably the smarter course to, to catch them in the act of doing something right and reward that behavior instead of waiting around till they do the dirty deed in a wrong place? Absolutely, and you don't want them think, thinking that the act of going to the bathroom is a bad thing. Uh, it, it's better to know that they're going outside the box, and that way you can address the problem and clean it up properly, and you have a better chance of conquering everything. But you're right, uh, it doesn't do any good to throw a fit and start screaming at them when they're peeing. They're already going anyway. Um, uh, so how do you house train a cat? How do you train a cat? Well, you know, it, it's really nice. Uh, cats come pre-programmed, and I just love that about <laughs> cats. Uh, God God put that little microchip in their little heads, and they, uh, as three-week-old kittens, you can put them in a, a litter box, and they will instinctively use it. But sometimes you do have to retrain them. Uh, if they have started going outside the box in multiple places and and you can't seem to encourage them to go back, enclose them in a small bathroom and give them a litter they like, put their food on the opposite side, and then they're going to be in a smaller area and their instinct will force them to use the box because they don't want to pollute their living area. And if that doesn't work, you may have to go to a smaller area like a a cage. But uh, I would also recommend, if you have a cat that's that's, uh, peeing inappropriately, to switch to Dr. Elsie's uh, cat attract for a while because that has an attractant in it, uh, an herbal attractant, and they just love to pee in that. <laughs> the house training the dog is, is really, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, you recommend that they, they confine the new puppy to an area that's uh, um, easily cleaned, first of all, and mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that if they pollute their area, I love, I, I'm going to steal that line, Dusty. If they pollute <laughs> their area, they have to live with it a while, and next time, hopefully, they're going to let you know, hey, you know, Mom, I need to go out and do my thing. Exactly. I mean, it's instinctive to keep your your den clean, whether you're a dog or a cat. And cats only, cats uh, pee and poop and mark on the outskirts of their territory. So uh, if you have an area where the kitty has been going and you want to bring that territory into their interior, then have a, uh, clean it up really well and uh, have a catnip party or play with them there. And then that's no longer the perimeter of their territory. It's the interior. And uh, hopefully that will encourage them to, to go back to the litter box. 
Another problem is the box itself, not just the litter and not, you know, the fact that you may not scoop as often as you should. Um, if you have a large cat, they may not like that covered litter box. Even if they, even if you have a small cat, they may not like it because it holds in the odors. And another problem with covered litter boxes is you can't tell what's going on in there. And just like having a little kid and you need to know what the output is, you need to know what your cat's output is. And so if you can't watch him go, then you don't know that uh, he might be straining. He might have some problems. He might have diarrhea. And well, so, and if you have a multiple cat household uh, the yeah. way you do, and, you know, the cats want to know if somebody's sneaking up on them or not. They may not want to go in there and be uh, surprised. Absolutely, and that brings me to another point. Uh, if you have multiple cats, you need to have a litter box for every cat plus one extra, and you need to make sure that there's a, a box on every floor. And on top of that, as you were talking about the ambushes, they... Um, you need to spread them out. You don't want to have all the all the boxes in one area because if you have a bully who's guarding them, then he can guard them all very easily. Spread them in different rooms, and then that way everybody has a facility that they can go to, and the bully can't uh, guard them all at one time. And as as you know, uh, Dusty, cats don't have to actually be hissing and growling and fluffed fur to guard something. They can guard it from across the room with a direct stare. It's very subtle in cat language. A direct stare, and they can also lay on their sides with their uh, back claws unsheathed. To us, it looks like they're just lounging there taking a nap. But it's a very distinct uh, sign to the other cat. You don't want to. You don't want to come over here. So <laughs> uh, people have to watch and make sure that the the, uh, the boxes aren't being guarded. Okay. Well, so the worst happens. You find a mess. Uh-huh. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And usually, you find the mess when you're barefoot at two in the morning <laughs> and you find a damp spot. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you wear shoes. If if you don't want to find it with your bare feet, I would suggest waiting uh, to the cover of darkness. They they show up bright and shiny uh, if you use a black light. And you also might be really shocked at how many potential spots you have in your carpet. So uh, use a black light and you can, uh, in a dark room, you can uh, mark them with uh, masking tape and then go back and clean them. Now, it's real important. Most people don't know how to clean a stain, and that's why the cats keep coming back, or dogs keep coming back to the same spot. That's because what I was going to ask you. Yeah, why, why do we, why do we, I mean, we clean and clean and clean smells fine to us, but hey, the cat, the dog's still coming back and, and uh, you know, rebaptizing. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. I use the term christening, so we're on the same, we're on the same page here. <laughs> Well, um, you know, it's the religion of pets, so we have to you, use the there you go. terminology. Uh, but um, one of the problems is uh, a dog or a cat stain is kind of like uh, an iceberg. If you see something the size of an Eisenhower silver dollar on the surface, then there's a good chance the uh, area affected in the pad is the size of a dinner plate. And you must treat the entire area in order for it to be cleaned up. Remember, their cat's noses are 100 times more sensitive than ours, and a dog's is more sensitive than a cat's. So even if you can't smell it, 
if you haven't cleaned it up, then that's just a signal to come back because they always go back to a place that smells like a bathroom. Well, and I know I I did a little research on this before I I knew we were going to be doing this topic, and and uh, according to some of the some of the pet product sites, they talk about what urine is composed of. I mean, it's it's um, the you you can you can clean it up, and and a lot of the stuff will wash away, except the sticky part, the urea, or it's called urochrome, and that's the yellow color, and the uric acid. And the, the first two can can wash away, but the uric acid is just nearly impossible to dissolve and remove from surfaces, especially carpets. So you may mm-hmm. have a product that is doing great job on on some parts of it, and you know the rest of it, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. So you may have to retreat and retreat. And uh, the the product that I have found that seems to be the most effective, both from my perspective and also to uh, in keeping the cast away from a spot. And let's face it, that's really the only way we can know if we've cleaned it adequately. Um, the the product is called Zero Odor. And ah. uh, you can go to zeroodor.com. But the, as I said, the trick is you must treat the whole area. Now, there are some wonderful products out there that, uh, that treat carpets, uh, enzymes and bacterials. And, but the problem with those is you must keep the carpet wet for at least 24 hours. And I did a test recently, and some of the instructions said that you had to keep them uh, wet for 36 hours. Wow. So if you're not if you're not retreating and keeping it moist and allowing the, the bacteria or the enzymes to work, then you're only doing part of the job and it's not gonna have time to, to finish it. So Okay, well I have a I have a list of products here that <laughs> I came across and I know you've tested probably most of these, so I'm gonna get just your quick uh knee jerk reaction or, or um maybe your your sniff of approval or disapproval okay. on these. Uh, My top what's, of approval. There you go. Well, what's um, what's your take on, uh, now this one I love not only because, you know, it does work pretty well, but I love the, the name of this, Anti-Icky Poo. Anti-Icky Poo. Uh, as I recall, that's uh, either bacterial it's, or... Yeah, live bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, that I, I have found, if you do it properly, that it's pretty effective. Okay, great. Atmos Clear. That one's a, um, okay. That one has said it's developed for the automotive industry, and um, it's recommended for pet owners, um, smoke, gym bags, basement mustiness, that kind of thing. Okay, I've never tried that one. Okay, uh, Petastic. I think that was formerly Nature's Miracle. Yes. Well, a lot of people like that. Um, I, I have found some that I like a little bit better. Okay. But, go ahead. Petro, uh, Petrotech. Petrotech uh, odor That is an encapsulator, and the problem yes. with encapsulators are uh, uh, they'll attach to the uh, odor molecule, but then eventually they release and the odor comes back. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, urine off. Uh, I've. Uh, that's one that I really recommend. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, and let's see. I'm looking at an article you did recently here, I think, in Catnip. And, yes, again, you, you recommend zero odor, 
Uh, you've got Hearts Living Professional Strength Pet Stain and Odor Remover. Yes, believe it or not, that one that one worked very well. Uh, oh. We had uh, uh, some people that had had problems with their carpets, and she tested them, and, and that actually did better than most of the others. Okay. How, uh, how about Simple Solution? Um, no comment. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Nature's Miracle. Uh, uh, we tried the Orange Nature's Miracle, and that didn't seem to do a very good job. Okay. Uh, so you're, you're sticking with the... Um, uh, the zero order and the the urine off then probably mm-hmm. are your tonics. That's yeah. That's that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Okay. What about the um, you the mentioned the um, ultraviolet light? Uh, do you have yes. you have a favorite of those? I I do. This one is uh, uh, it's called the Stink Finder. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it does. It's the stink-free, stink-finder, ultraviolet, light, and flashlight. And that's what makes it really nice is that it's the combination because there's nothing like getting down on your hands and knees in a smelly room, in a dark, smelly room, and trying oh to find the, the places. Uh, but if you have the flashlight, then you can maneuver and then turn it off when you get to a place that, that may uh, need some work. Okay, but, uh, well, that's does, my idea helps. of a good time. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's Saturday night for me. <laughs> but, uh, but it does need to be almost completely dark uh, in order for the the uh, bright apple green to pop up. So okay, well, listen, we're going to take a break and uh, be right back with more scintillating topics with Dusty right after messages from the sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts, put your seat bags and sleeping pets in their full upright position, and prepare for takeoff. Pet Life Radio presents Travel Tales, the show where you'll get great travel ideas on perfect places for you and your pet. From Paris to paradise, south of the border to the South Seas, Travel Tales will give you cool tips on fun vacation destinations to travel with your pet, pet-friendly hotels, and advice on how to travel safely and happily with your furry best friends. So, get ready to pack the bags and the bones with your Travel Tales hosts, Susan Sims and Nicholas Veslowski, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Ready to take a walk? Not just you, but your whole family. It's the 2008 Whisker Walk, Sunday, June 8th from 9 to 4 at the Lancaster Fairground in Lancaster, Massachusetts. Pet owners and animal lovers walk to lend a paw to benefit the animal shelters and pet charities they love. Come see exhibits, demonstrations, educational programs, special attractions, product giveaways, entertainment, auctions, raffles, food, fun, and things for adults and kids to see, do, and buy, both human and pet-related. Whisker Walk 2008, a fun day for everyone. For more information, log on to whiskerwalk.org. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back and speaking with Dusty Rainbolt, author of the new book, The Cat Wrangler. Welcome back, Dusty. Well, actually, it was cat wrangling made easy. Oh, thank you for correcting me. (laughs) Okay, well, listen. Yes, well, I well tell us what what is what is this book about? I mean, they say that you can't herd cats, uh, so well, is this... uh, it is pretty hard. I grew up on a ranch, and we had black Angus, and black Angus are a lot easier than cats. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, cat wrangling made easy is about uh, maintaining peace and sanity in your multi-cat household, and um, I'm proud to say that um, some uh, cat breeders actually require their kitten buyers to get this book before they'll let them have the kittens. Oh, and good. That's because the, the litter box section is so comprehensive, they don't want kittens to come back because people don't understand litter box behavior. Okay, so, so a lot of what we're talking about today, you're going to get e- even more details if you get this book. Absolutely. Because cats, cats never, uh, people think that cats do things to bite them or make them mad or, you know, the cat's mad. And and they don't think like that. They they um, are very instinctive, and if they're going outside the box, then there's something that needs to be investigated in their life. It could be that something is scaring them when they go to the bathroom, or, uh, you know, they may be marking, which is often a stress thing or a territorial thing. So Okay, so know. they get scared. It, it scares the... Um scares it out of them, basically. Basically, either that or uh, maybe you've changed something in the house. Cats are, are creatures of habit, and if something has changed, if you have a new boyfriend, if you have a new schedule, then that can cause them to um, start marking. And uh, marking is kind of a comforting thing. This is this is mine, and uh, uh, they're, they're uh, trying to tell you something if they're marking. I know I get I get comments and complaints from people saying, "Well, she's trying to get back at me. She's mad at me because she's she's peeing on my bed." And I try to tell them, "Well, listen, kind of take it as a backhanded compliment. She, you are so important to her that she's she's marking on your bed because it smells like you, and she wants to be near you." And she's you know, saying, so, uh, "You are mine. You so, are yeah. mine. Exactly. You know, owners." Um, 
really are the most important part of a cat's territory if you have a close bond with them. So that's something to try to change our mindset and, and, and figure out you know, why the cat's doing this, and it's not out of spite. It's kind of a wake-up call. Well, and one thing I will say in the book, that, like I said, there is a complete, there's five chapters dealing with um, uh, marking inappropriate elimination, litter box behavior, and also cleaning up. So um, anyway, if you're having a problem, that might be a really good resource because it's a little bit more than we can cover in, in a, a short time on the radio. Right. Well, do the tips on the potty cleanup then, of course, uh, they're going to apply to, to dog messes too, I would assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, also, with cats and, I guess, uh, uh, boy dogs, you might want to check the walls because uh, yes. if they're marking, then you need to clean the entire area. Again, you don't clean the area down on the, the floor. You need to, to get the baseboards and also the walls that have been affected. Otherwise, no. they're going to keep going back. Right. Now, I think in this, this time of year also, we need to uh, just remind folks that spaying and neutering of our kitty cats and, to a large extent, our dogs are going to cut back on that marking behavior. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, you know, you just said it all. Uh, if, uh, if they're fixed and they're not going to be wanting to get out, a lot of cats mark because they are trying to find a mate. I, as a matter of fact, uh, one, one time some people called me and they were going to euthanize this beautiful little Siamese mix. Now she's peeing all over the house. Well, she uh-huh. had three litters and, and, uh, but they didn't want to. They didn't want to get her fixed, and so I took her, had her spayed, and never had any more problems. She was busy trying to find a boyfriend. Yeah. And Instead of sitting on the balcony yelling, you know, wherefore art thou, Romeo? She's just kind of, <laughs> you know, sending sending her cologne out. There, there you go. It's kind of like <laughs> a, 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 a SOS here. There I'm you right go. Here. Find me. What else does the book cover? Well, it, it really covers every aspect of uh, uh, multiple cat life. Uh, cleanup. Also, we deal a lot with aggression. Um, understanding cat behavior. Really, there aren't bad cats. There are just cats. And if you understand why the cat does all these weird things, then um, you might be able to negotiate. It, like scratching the couch. Um they scratch because they need to scratch. And so if you can find a good couch substitute, then uh, you, there's a good chance that you'll be able to save your furniture. But it has to be something that's stable and um, that the cat likes. You can't just go buy a $10 scratcher and say, here, use this because they're unstable. And uh, let's see what else. Um, as I said, aggression. There's a section of cleanup. There's also uh, probably the most comprehensive section on multi-cat health uh, that I've seen in a book. And we go into the, the common illnesses and what you really need to do. And we discuss heartworms, which is uh, not has not been covered by a whole lot of Right, uh, right. Books. We we so. talked about that on on uh, pet peeves not too long ago. Um, it's it's kind you. of a, a a unique issue with cats and kind of a kind of a hidden illness. Um, I'm having trouble convincing some of my area pet people that you know they give heartworm preventive to the dogs, but they you know well let's not do it to the cats because cats don't go outside and 
course, we know well, that's mosquitoes do come indoors. That's exactly right. And and uh, I interviewed Dr. Jim Richards uh, last year for my book. He was my medical consultant, and he kind of made a deal with me. Okay, I'll I'll talk to you about the other issues. But I also want to talk to you about heartworms. So it's like, okay, Jim, whatever. And so he told me how serious they are in cats and what an important issue. And uh, then, believe it or not, two weeks later, my asthmatic cat dropped over dead. And I realized huh. that she actually had heartworms. So and that was that, causing the asthmatic symptoms. They, exactly. That, one of the, the problems is uh, a lot of vets do... Uh, misdiagnosed it as asthma. And, I mean, fortunately, it's treated the same way, but um, so, you know, if you're treating your cat for asthma and they have heartworms, then then you're still doing the right thing, but uh, asthmatic cats don't generally just drop over dead. And so right. when, when that happened, it was almost like a, a lightning bolt from God going, you know what? <laughs> yeah, let's treat the rest that. of the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let's, let's address this. So, okay, well, um, we're, we're almost out of time, but before we go, uh, Dusty, how can our listeners find your book? Where can they get it? Well, they should be able to get it at Barnes & Noble. If they don't have it, then ask them to order it. You can also get it uh, at Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Wall & Books, any, any place that carries uh, animal books. And okay, do you have a website? I do. It's www.dustyrainbolt.com. Great. Great. Well, we are out of time, but I would like to thank you very much, Dusty, uh, for joining us and talking probably more than people wanted to know about (laughs) the ins and outs of pets. Uh, And I'd like to thank our producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. Email me your suggestions or post a note to my blog by dialing up PetLifeRadio.com and clicking on the Pet Peeves logo. You can get transcripts that way, too. Woofs and purrs, everyone. And listen, folks, let's keep it clean until next time. Your pets are counting on it, and I know you don't want the messes or to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.